Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Well, Sean, we are back by popular demand. And, uh, you know, it is always a privilege to get the opportunity to talk about sports with you. And in particular, Westcliff sports. Nobody knows more about that than you. You put the whole thing together. And we have, as always, a lot to talk about with regard to Westcliff sports. I mean, not just sports in general, but we are in full swing. Uh, you know, the winter sports are starting uh, shortly. I had the opportunity to uh, check in to practice with uh, the men's basketball team. I was there the other morning. Uh, Coach Cook doing a fabulous job and his staff and, uh, you know, the other sports that are just getting underway. But we have a lot of sports that are in midseason. So we're going to go right to We See You Dog. Did you score a goal? Maybe it was a base you stole. Whether you served up an ace or PR'd your race, this is the podcast segment you've all been waiting for. Yo, we see you, dog. We start with women's volleyball. Riley Adair was named the CalPAC Defensive Player of the Week after a pair of wins over St. Catharines and Marymount. She had 48 digs, 8 assists, and 3 aces, and she was also named the Warrior of the Week. She's doing it all for that team. We see you, dog. I mean, she got busy. She got more than this. 48 digs? Yeah. Yeah. Eight assists and three aces. That's more than busy. I mean, she not only was our warrior, our Westcliff Warrior of the Week, but the entire Cal Pack Defensive Warrior of the Week. What what did she not take take home, you know? And Mm -hmm. one thing I like about it, Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah. So she put in work. Sure. We know how defense win championships. I was just going to say that. You, you don't know nothing about no championships, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I know. No, you, just, you, you just happen to have a ring from your alma mater. I won't say the name. That was a long uh, time ago, man. Yeah, yeah very long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I think dinosaurs were still roaming around. Mm. Uh, you know, but it's okay, Sherm. We, we forgive <laughs> you. But no, to be totally honest, um, anytime you can get recognized from the conference and from your university in the same week, I think respects go, you know, a long way, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, well, she's been the team leader pretty much the entire year and continues to get better. Her numbers just keep going up with each match. Hey, so, we can get that defense this week um, coming up and uh, they can close out pretty strong. Mm-hmm. May give them a playoff berth for postseason. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We have to point out um, a few other of the seniors who had their senior night, you know, and so we want to recognize – those that have made major contributions, not just Riley Adair, of course, that goes without saying, but Brooke Shidley, Janine Coria, and friend of the podcast, Kennedy McDonald. Kennedy's been on before. Mm, we so, see you, dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We see them all. And that women's volleyball team is just killing it. And, you know, in a very short period of time, again, Westcliff Athletics, really only about three years old. But we already have Defensive Player of the Week. We got, we got some pretty cool stuff uh, because, uh, you know, in just a little bit, we're going to have um, a, an interview with one of our athletes who is actually going to be competing for a national championship. Yeah, you know, like like you said, Sherm, I mean, for for those who don't know, this is our first competing year in the Cal Pack and, and in the NEI, right? So we didn't compete last year because of the pandemic. 
although we're amid a pandemic, we get it. Um, but now we're competing and we're putting people on notice. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I think people know who we are now. By the way, that's Brooke uh, Scheidel. So I want to make sure I pronounce her name correctly. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and you know what? Not just CalPAC, but now nationally, everybody on notice. You know, uh, I, I can't wait to get to our interview today with uh, Kelvin Kip, too. For those of you that are unfamiliar, Kelvin is cross-country runner uh, and his coach, Justin Johnson, both will be on. He just killed it at the uh, CalPAC championships on his way to the national championship competition. So stay tuned. He'll be on in just a little bit. Um, as we continue on women's soccer and, uh, you know, <laughs> I you just can't say enough about women's soccer. Thrilling comeback over Benedictine on senior night with a 3-2 win. Um, and uh, it, it just it just keeps getting better. Both soccer teams, as a matter of fact, but women's soccer, uh, Albie Anger's back. Blair Gunderson tied it up and Jada Ware won it uh, in convincing fashion late. And so it's been pretty exciting in a short period of time as well. Coach Lancaster and his, his staff have done a great job. Um, and some of the other seniors that we do need to point out, Becca Gonzalez, Heidi Vasquez, Nicole Benish, and Cassandra Rodriguez. We also see Ashley Sanchez and Amanda Barrick, who came up with huge assists. So we see you, all of them, on the women's soccer team. We see you, dog. Hey, you know that women's soccer team real quick, Sherm. I mean, a bunch of resilient women. Uh, they battled a whole lot of adversity, right? A whole lot of adversity this year. And they keep just biting down and bearing down on their bottom lip and keep swinging. Mm. And every time they get hit with adversity, they respond. So that's an awesome group. That's testament to great teamwork, great camaraderie, and um, great – athletes coming together as one under that five C's with great leadership with uh, Coach Lancaster and the group. He has a special group over there. So I'm looking forward to seeing them build up on the momentum, um, you know, for that program. And I think they're on the rise. Sure. They're on the rise. Yeah. And, you know, there's one other thing we need to point out that gets overlooked um, a great deal of the time is that this women's soccer team as a whole uh, does a great job in the classroom. They've got a very high GPA. And, you know, we have our student athletes in particular, uh, you know, I, we have most of our teams at 3.0 or over. And so, you know, we're leaders, not just on the field, but in the classroom and in the community as well. Yeah. Hey, hey coach, look, it's funny when, when you uh, dare to be great and you take the challenge to be courageous at Westcliff Athletics, um, we're talking about the whole 360, you know, um, like you said, in the classroom, in the field of competition and in the community. Uh, we got something called the five C shirt. Mm. And you, as you know, I love to you know, tell you, tell the folks, right? So they know, sure, because the, it, it's such a high standard here at West Clip. Like anybody just can't put on our jersey, sure. Mm. You gotta be a first round draft pick, sure. Oh yeah. Sure, did you hear what I said, sure? You gotta be a first round draft pick. That'd be a first round draft pick. And we're talking about coaches, administrators, and athletes, right? Yeah, we because, are. Because what about our five C's, Sharon? What we what we set out to do with our five well, C's. Sharon? With the five C's, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we are going to find great athletes and coaches with superior character who can mm -hmm. establish an exceptional culture mm -hmm. while making a tremendous impact in the community mm. by being fully committed to excellence. Yes, sir. Which will translate to championships. Woo! 
Little quick flair there. Hey, look, <laughs> I was hey, definitely I'm just saying. That was Sean it, it, Flair. It's hard to hold these alligators down. <laughs> that was definitely Sean Flair. <laughs> you know, hey, Sherm, you know, it's just, it's a testament to all the hard work, right? From professors who teach, you know, our, our classes to our fearless leader, Dr. Anthony Lee, who mm -hmm. gives us the vision um, to allow me the autonomy to carry out uh, our mission and, you know, in our athletics department and, you know, coincide uh, with our university's mission, you know, to educate, inspire, and empower. I think we just have um, that it factor. And I think, you know, with our first year being a full member of the of the NAIA and, and competing in the CalPAC, um, it's, you know, like you alluded to, we got an interview coming up that's going to be just knock your socks off, like our first national appearance mm -hmm. for a championship. And it's in cross country. So anytime, you know, as a dean of athletics, we can have any of our sports, whether it's fall, winter, spring, compete for a national championship is huge. And if you know anything about the CalPAC, uh, they hang their hat from a mandatory standpoint that you will have cross country, right? So it means something to the CalPAC. So for us to be able, right, to have a student athlete to represent us in our first year, phenomenal. So um, I, I can't wait for that interview, sure. Yeah, oh yeah, there's some great stuff coming up and it's not gonna stop there because, you know, Kelvin, uh, and we're gonna get to that, uh, is uh, not a senior yet. So, you know, he's still charting a course for himself. He's already, as an undergrad, um, competing for a national championship and hopefully he'll have the chance to do that for another couple of years. Yeah, you know, it's a testament to our coaches um, just recruiting globally. I mean, he's from Kenya. You know, he's an East African um, descent. And if you know the history of East Africans, uh, when it comes to the Olympics and marathons and everything else, we're talking about the creme de la creme. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Westcliff has expanded our recruiting and, and now people in that region know who we are is just – mind-blowing to be sure yeah oh yeah and it's going to just keep growing uh, west cliff is on the map we global baby we global start, yeah we're going to start taking over the map hmm. um hey there's some other teams we do have to mention while we're in our uh, we see you dog segment uh you know the men's soccer team thrilling comeback win over benedictine on senior night 2-1 so both our women's team and our men's team uh nikita Piatetsky scored the game tying goal with two minutes left on clutch. Max, yeah, from Max Ua Simonis. Um, and, you know, uh, Nikita, uh, we should also point out, is the warrior of the week for the men's side. So we had Riley Adair as the uh, women's warrior of the week, Nikita Piatetsky as the men's warrior. So he scored the tying goal. And then Jakob Schnitzler scored the game winner a minute into overtime on a header off of a Quentin Horning corner set piece. Did so, you say a hitter, Sherm Dog? Hitter, yeah. Man, hey, anytime you can get a, you know, pretty much a game-winning goal off a hitter, you know you're putting in work. Mm, That's well, a little show-off right there. Not, not the foot, Sherm. Not no. the foot, but the hand. <laughs> okay. You know, if you come from 2-1-8-1-1, they're going to say, hey. That how they, that's how they it's, say it? Yeah, yeah, they don't say hey. They say hey. Hey, okay. I'm going to butt you side your hey. 
All right. I'm going to have to, I'll have to uh, correct myself the next time I have the chance to say, hey, hey boy, hit the goal with his hey, boy. Uh, with hey. Okay. <laughs> hey, they also have 11 Warrior seniors. We see them all as men's soccer surges into the postseason. There's so much going on with the soccer program, both men's and women's. Boy, they put winners on the field right away. The Man. first season, both teams were winners. Hey, you know what, sir? Let me tell you, I'm so excited because, you know, we've been referencing senior night, right? Yeah. And every time I hear senior night, and we do a great job, our athletic staff and, and all the people besides myself, you know, I just hang around the water cooler as the water boy. You know, I'm Bobby Boucher. So <laughs> all I do is just pass out the water. But, you know, it's just good to see all these great seniors because, to me, it's like I'm fulfilling my purpose as a dean of athletics because those seniors become graduates, right? You know, so I get so excited when I see senior night. You know, because, you know, for the most part, I know these seniors are going to be graduating on time. And that's where we put our pride and energy in of, of making young women and, and, and young men, better young men and better young women. You know, so um, it's just an honor, um, you know, to see the senior nights and see all the emotions. And, you know, because you know that this might be the last time you're stepping you know, in the field of competition and whatever sport you have in. So really big emotional night. Um, before we get into some more of the segment of, you know, I, I, we see you, dog. Sherm, I just want to ask you personally because, you know, you, you've been a top athlete. You, you did a lot of great things. Uh, your resume speaks for itself. Plenty of accomplishments. Can you remember when you stepped on the field for your senior night? What, what emotions, what did that feel like, Sherm? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, and I'll tell you. Now, I, I know it's been uh, you know, a long time, and we might have to look back and microfish and some tablets and stuff. You know, I think VHS and beta was going around during that time frame. But can you remember, Chirp? Yeah, you know, I certainly remember the last uh, weekend in particular. Uh, it was pretty emotional. But um, quite honestly, back then, we didn't do senior day. My, my parents were there, but they didn't come on the field. I didn't have the jersey in a frame or anything like that. We played a normal game just as we always would. Um, the last thing our coach said to us as a team was, seniors, it's been fun. And that's all he said. And then we played the game, and it was, it was an amazing game because, of course, we played our rivals, <clears throat> um, uh, who shall not be named. But um, I, I remember everything about the game, and it – uh, was a very emotional game. And we wound up winning, which is a game we shouldn't have won. But there's an interesting story that goes along with that that I will tell you someday. Um, and, and I remember the next day thinking, it's over. And, and now I had to work out and wait for the Major League draft to happen, uh, which was the following spring. Um, and so I had plenty of time to get ready for it. But um, all of a sudden, it was over. You know, I just one day you're playing baseball and you're out there with your friends and you're and you're going to school and the next day you're not. Everything's different, you know. And I felt it was at that point I felt like okay, now it's time to be a grown up. Right. All of that, all of that young stuff is behind you. You know, your amateur playing days are behind you. You've gotten your degree, that's behind you, and so now you've got to go forward into a world that you've not you've not treaded in, and so it's going to all be new. But now you know you're pretty much responsible for yourself. So that was the big transition. I remember having that talk with myself once the season was over and school was over and got in my car and drove out to spring training. So, right. 
Yeah, it was very yeah. emotional. Very because I spent four years there. It's a big part of my life. It's still a part of my life. You know, we still try to stay in touch with the former teammates and coaches, and and we still talk about the good old days. Well, you was on a special group, Sherman. You know, I like to tease you, and I always say, "Hey, that's been a long time." But you know, uh, special moments you never forget. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I want to fast forward now to you as a coach, and I think it's really important for for me to just take this. Uh, minute to pump the brakes a little bit because we are going to have our seniors who are listening who may feel, you know, just, you know, a little conflicted. You know how it is, Sherman. You just feel conflicted. And I just want the seniors to know, like, you know, it's a normal. That's normal, right? It's a normal thing to feel conflicted. Just know that we have plenty of GA opportunities for you if you still want to be a part of the game and and if you still have any um, uh, desire uh, to continue because uh, some, some seniors don't have, you know, they might still have eligibility, right? So it's yeah, still a lot yeah. for you to be here. So we have that. But I want to fast forward, you know, on the coaching side of senior night real quick, um, you know, because I can remember when I was coaching, you know, at the end, we huddle up and we talk and, and you know, we allow the, the students, you know, athletes to have their peace, right? And then us as coaches, we'll talk about them and how much we care and love for them. And, you know, I can remember having senior night on wins and losses, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so you have that emotion of the game too, right? And you want to go out on, on top if you can, right? And then if you can't, you know, sometimes it just ends not the way you want to. So as a, as a coach, I've been on both sides of it. And as the skipper for Westcliff University, um, sure, how, how has senior nights been for your guys and, you know, how has it been emotional from you? I mean, you, you have the player perspective and now you have the coaching perspective, but in the years past, the last couple of years, you know, how has it been for you? Because you've been doing a phenomenal job of graduating your, your baseball guys uh, consistently. So well, how has senior night been for you? Well, you know, two seasons ago when COVID happened, yeah, everything stopped in March and we didn't get a senior night. Uh, you know, we were midway into the season and everything just stopped. Everything got canceled and we weren't able to have a seniors, uh, a last game. But um, fast forward to this past summer uh, in August and the first class of baseball players that we brought in, nine of them graduated. Um, and when they walked across the stage, I was there and I've never been prouder of more so than anything they accomplished on the baseball field. And, and it says a lot when nine of them graduate and six of them want to continue playing baseball and came back and are getting their masters because as you said, many of them have uh, eligibility remaining. And so, um, you know, that, that is, that says a lot about the program and where they want to be and they want to keep competing. And I'm glad that they're still in the program. Uh, I went over all of this, this past week, we have 12 seniors on the team this year that have the ability to graduate in the spring. And so I've already had a chat with them about, you know, they want they start thinking if you want to come back to the program, if you have eligibility, some will, some may not, but um, you, you know, you ask about that and, and um, it, it's very emotional for me to have a, a player come here. And, you know, when you make that decision uh, you know, there's quite a sales pitch because there are other schools that are involved. And, uh, you know, you, they've got to make a decision. Hey, I want to come here for these reasons. The school is great. 
uh, you know, the coaching staff and, and the program. We like the location. We like the curriculum. Uh, the, um, the tuition is great. You know, all these questions that they have to answer and they make their decision. They want to come here. And I take that personally. Um, and if they graduate, I take it just as personally. Uh, I don't think, hey, I'm the reason you graduated or any of that, but maybe a small part of why you wanted to come here and be successful, get your degree, go out into the world and, and make changes for the better. Um, and so, you know, I'm looking forward to the senior night we're going to have this year. Uh, I, I expect we're going to have a successful season on the field and graduate 12 guys. I mean, that, that is, that's, Holy cow, that's, that's, 20, that's 25% of our team. You know, that's, that's pretty cool for me. So that is amazing. Um, sure. Yeah. I try to temper my enthusiasm and, and my pride. I know pride's a sin, but where this is concerned, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that we have players who are working hard toward their degree and they're all, they're all within striking distance. If they just stay on this path, they will graduate in the spring and there's 12 of them. So, you know, that's over the last, over the last two years, that'll be 21 people we graduate. And so that speaks a lot to me. Says hey, a lot. That's, that's amazing. Sure. Well, wow. you know, if I was you, I would ask your boss for a race. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but I would ask him. I will not ask. But thanks for the heads up. That's kind of it. Well, Hey, do you remember your senior night? I do. I do remember my senior night. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't spectacular. Um, um, we, we won the game. You know, I was the emotional wreck, as always, um, you know, because I just I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve when I compete in sports uh, anyway. So I'm all in all the time, 10 toes down, just turned up. Um, you know, we, we won the game, but um, you know, that season we, we didn't win the championship, state championship. We competed for a state championship. We lost. So it was bittersweet for me. And, um, but I will tell you, um, like you said, those relationships you build uh, never fade, right? So, you know, when you get a chance to be a part of some great teams, um, those relationships last a lifetime, you know, and it's, and, you know, you just have the stories within the story. So I, I just enjoy being around locker rooms. This, you know, the hardest thing for me right now, Sherm, and, you know, for my listeners and for my coaches, um, the pandemic has um, really stripped away some of the things that I love most about my job. Um, for me, it's been a continuing, continual off season because I haven't had the opportunity to enjoy going to games because I've been in the trenches making sure that we're afloat, you know, that the mission's where it need to be, that we're on track, that we are um, pushing ahead, that we're getting ahead, you know, whether there's budgets or, you know, you know, fall's over, almost over, but I've already been in spring, you know, you don't really get to enjoy it as much, you know, so um, I feel a little disconnected personally because the, the things that I strive hard for is to be able to watch the games. And, but I haven't been able to do that this year because other obligation of us just having growth hasn't allowed me to do that. And then I, I don't feel worthy to, to watch the games right now because I know it's so much things for us to accomplish that I need to uh, nail down that I just don't feel comfortable taking a break. Um, so hopefully, um, 
you know, I can get to a point where I, I do what I love to do. And that's really looking at the product uh, on the, on the, um, in the field of play, you know, that's our student athletes, you know, in the classroom and competing. Mm. I, I have not had a chance uh, to go to a game, you know, um, I know everything that's going on. I sign every LOI. I make sure everything is going good. All those things, you know, for sure. I've seen streams. I've seen all those things, but I get conflicted because I got 26 programs and I know this year I won't be able to frequent everyone. So I've been kind of just putting my head down and working to continue to pave the road for the athletic department to allow coaches to be able to coach. But it, it, it really stung, you know, this year more than anything. Mm, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's required, man. It's required. I have to do that for us to get on top. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that are behind the scenes that people don't realize. You know, they, uh, uh, the casual fan sees the product on the field um, and maybe some news, whatever the news happens to be in that, in that cycle. But, you know, for an athletic director, there's so much more to this than people realize. Um, and, you know, we could do we could do a whole week's worth of shows on just the responsibilities of an AD. Uh, and you're not even an AD. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're the dean. Yeah. Yeah. You got, yeah. You got associate ADs underneath you. And so and, and the rest of the department um, and, you know, the every time we talk, uh, something else comes up. You, you offer up a little bit of information like, oh, my God, now you have to deal with something else that you didn't have to deal with yesterday. So. Uh, it's just, it's one of those never ending things. There's never an easy day. There's never just a cakewalk of a day, even in the middle of a pandemic, when we weren't playing sports, there's still things to do. You know, you were securing locations for practice, uh, talking to other athletic directors, CalPAC meetings, you know, there's, and, and then meetings with your own staff. And it just, that's enough for one day. And that's just scratching the surface. So, um, you know, do you remember when we had, when we started the pandemic, we had two Zoom meetings a day in our department, at least just with the coaches. I don't know what yeah. you have with the rest of the administrators. We met every day at uh, nine in the morning and three in the afternoon, I think, or 930 yeah. and 330. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's crazy. I, I really feel like we have dominated the virtual space, right? Because we decided that that's what we we're going to do. But to your point, Sherm, you know, people won't understand what you sacrifice just to help them. Mm. You know, and, 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 you know, I run across that all the time, you know, like, um, you know, because they just, you know, it's the game within the game. And if I give the coaches the autonomy to move and be the CEOs of their sports, it comes with a price. But my job is not to allow that price to be passed on to them. You know, so I'm the buffer. I absorb a lot of things. Um, you know, I have broad shoulders, so I'm going to squat that weight uh, for for my coaches, for my administrators and and take, you know, get in front of that bullet. I'm going to jump on the grenade. But it, it it does, you know, it's 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 not for the faint hearted, man. You know, you just got to continue to believe in yourself each and every day and understand that people won't recognize this grind. You know, and I just love when they think you're nobody and then you turn out to be the GOAT, <laughs> you know, and, and that's how I feel about our athletic department. Like, you know, we're going to have an interview here shortly and we're going to talk to Coach, you know, Johnson 
and, and Calvin, his athlete that's going to the Nationals. And I can tell you that my worst department and my last department that I invested into to, to be, um, you know, to, to chase greatness the warrior way was cross country and track and field. And we're not even scratching the surface. And they're the first program in our history and to go to, to, to have CalPAC, you know, honors and to go to nationals. So when your worst sport can still make it to nationals, I think that's saying something. Hmm. Well, they're not our worst sport anymore. Yeah, we, we don't have a worst sport. We don't. But I'm just saying, you know, on paper, you know, I'm just being honest. Yeah, you know, yeah it was tough. Right? I remember. Yep. Yeah, just on paper and, and everything, you know. And then oh, a yeah. couple fails, right? It was, it, it, you know, and it was, I was the problem, right? Um, you know, I took it over and I was fail, 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 succeed, right? You know, it's tough, right? You know, to keep, you know, um, you know, believing in, in, in what you're doing. And we've had a lot of great um, people um, that we thought was the right fit. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, we snag a great, you know, a coach from Texas, young and excited and enthusiastic, right? Dared him to be great, decided to pack up all his stuff, believe in the five C's and come to Irvine, California. And lo and behold, we got an opportunity uh, to be on top of our game. So, I mean, you know, what what can I say? You know, it's, it's just phenomenal to be able to uh, believe in that, um, you know, believe in him, believe in our program, believe in the resources, the administrators. Like I said, I am because of who we are collectively. So it's not about me. You know, it's about everyone else. Um, I'm just Bobby Boucher, baby. 2.0. Just the water boy. That's it, man. Water is essential for life, isn't it? Chop chop wood and carry water. Chop wood and carry water. Is is water not essential for life? Absolutely. So all I do is pass it out, baby. All right. Pass out water. That's your gig. Baby, that's it. I'm going to carry water and I just pass it out. That's, and, that's cool. And normally what happens, sir, I end up being the one that's dehydrated mm. because I don't have anybody passing me the water. Ah, you're passing out to everybody else. Next thing you know, you're out of water. And you sure, have- did you hear me though? I heard you. I heard you. All right, man. You stay <laughs> with your chest, sir. Just going to say that. Absolutely. Hey, you know something? Um, there, there's one other sport that we do have to recognize while we are in our, we see you dog segment. Uh, and that's the men's water polo team. That's directed by coach Preslop thrilling comeback win over Ottawa university of Arizona on pink out day. It was an eight, seven win. Lucas Silvestri had four goals, scored the game winner with two seconds left on the clock. So, uh, there was a large contingent on hand, including the cheerleaders that were going wild after the goal. Uh, and uh, Coach Eric Anderson is in charge of our, our uh, cheer and stunt squads. Um, and on that team, Colin Moore, George uh, Mitrovic, Mark Daniel Marai, and Inigo Gonzalez finished with one goal each. And we see the men's water polo team. We see it, you, go As it preps for the NAIA championships November 12th, we are really surging forward as an athletic department. You know, they, they're making us call it the NAIA finals, just for the record. But it is for a trophy. Yes. And the only two NAIA teams that's in the invitational sport, right, are competing. So and it's and we're one of them. So um, but if you talk about Coach P and his staff and all the wonderful water polo 
um, young men and young women who compete for us. I mean, their schedule, bar none, is one of the toughest. Right? I mean, you, you're bringing your hard hat every time you go out for competition. And we love it, sir. We love it. And we don't own a white towel, sir. Mm. Right? So we understand that in order for us to get achieve this greatness, we got to step on the back of great. And uh, Coach P and his staff has done that. They had some big, phenomenal wins this year. It's an, an, it's an inaugural season, and we have a chance to win a trophy for the NAIA finals. Huge. Hey, and, and, huge. Yeah, and his team has played mostly D1s and D2s. That's it. That's it. We yeah. don't play around, man. Yeah. I mean, they, and they've had really uh, a tremendous amount of success against those teams. And the games that they haven't won have been nail biters, one or two goals at the most. Hey, he's putting everybody on notice. I, I cannot wait to see what his recruiting class is going to look like this year. Mm. If you love water polo, you better jump on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you better jump on board. Um, you know, and and, and, and right. I know it's no wave because we do got surfing, though, sure. We got surfing. Mm. But, but ride this wave of success that water polo is having in our program. So we're excited. Awesome. Well, there's so much to look forward to with the sports that are going on right now. We've got playoffs coming up. We've got winter sports starting. And before you know it, the spring sports are going to be starting as well. It's a great time to be a uh, Westcliff warrior. Can, can I give a, a special shout out, Sherman, on BCU dog? Of course. To uh, our lacrosse team. Yeah, Coach Kevin Arabejo. Yeah, you know, um, they had an exhibition against SDSU red and we won convincingly mm. mm. now they're in their off season right so this is a little off season love but it ain't, it ain't many programs that got lax out here in california yeah westcliff athletic does mm. okay hell of a job for his group yeah keep an eye on, yeah keep an eye on his program up and Absolutely. coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome all right. Well, as we say, you know what? We'll be back again. There's more to talk about. And we've got an incredible interview coming up with cross-country track and field coach Justin Johnson and Kelvin Kiptu, who finished fifth overall at the NAIA championships uh, on his way to uh, the national championships um, that are going to be taking place pretty soon. Uh, interesting about Kelvin. Um, you know, he, he, he says, quote, be phenomenal or be forgotten. Oh, and that's a, ooh, 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 ooh. Say it again. Say it again. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. Man, that's our mantra for year two, right? That was our mantra for year that two. Was our, that exactly was our mantra for year two. Absolutely. And, and he threw that down in a quote, sure. He put, that was the first part of the quote. That was the first ooh. thing. Say it with your chest, Kelvin. Say, say it, it with, with your chest. chest. Now, you know, he also said going into that race, he felt confident because he had already raced with most of the competition in the meet. During the race, I was thinking about how this was something I had prepared long for and had to qualify to get to the nationals. And I always tell my coach that being part of the first cross-country team, I want to set a standard for future athletes. And he did wow. just that. Five just C's, that. baby. Five C's, baby. 
Uh, he finished fifth overall with a mark of 25 minutes, 53.3 seconds on the 8K course. He finished just four seconds behind the fourth place finisher. And he said, quote, going to nationals, I'm hoping to run something under 2530. That will place me among the top 15 cross country times of all time in the conference. And all time, sure. All yeah. time. And he can do it. And, and Coach Johnson said of him, Kelvin had an amazing meet. He left it all out there on the course. Uh, mm -hmm. We stuck to the race plan as much as possible. Kelvin um, is still a little dinged up from an injury that he received at training last week, but we are taking things as lightly as we can, tapering off a few things at practice, and then we'll kick it up again. The course was very well designed and mapped out. This is, again, Coach Johnson saying this, and he appreciates UC Merced for hosting the conference meet and being so professional. Kelvin and I will go back to the drawing board for the next two weeks as we gear up for the NAIA national meet. Great things to come for Westcliff running. Wow. Wow. Hey, Shermdahl, they got me going into my David Goggins right now. <laughs> they don't know me, son. They don't know me, son. Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the logs? They don't know us, son. They don't know us. No, but they are. They're going to start. Uh, we're on. We're on the map. We're we're taking over the map here. We've got nationals. We've got conference championships. We've got players of the week for the Cal Pack. There's uh, there is a lot of success in Ooh. Westcliff athletics. Hey, sure, dog. We're talking about two phenomenal quotes from a first year coach at Westcliff on the collegiate level, young and, and up and coming uh, coach. And Coach Johnson, and we're talking about an undergraduate hmm. and Calvin Kiptoon, yeah, who has plenty of years to compete. And we already at the national doorstep, knocking in to try to get one. And this brother said, Hey, I'm talking about all time. I want to run all time best score in Cal Pack. And he'll do it too. Man, I, I have to believe it. I fully believe. I expect him to do that. I mean, he's. Man, I'm so excited for this interview coming up. I can't wait what they have to say. Yeah, he set a pretty a pretty um, lofty goal for himself, but it's not unattainable. I, looking at the way he's run, I certainly think that uh, it's possible for him to to actually achieve that 25:30. Yeah, I, I think I might can beat him and run it, sir. <laughs> Especially if we run into some donuts. <laughs> I need a different kind of motivation, sir. Now, you know what? I could beat him running, but that would be running my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I might be both of y'all with that now. <laughs> All right. Well, we're fortunate to have uh, Kelvin and Coach Johnson here with us today. The big show continues, and the show keeps getting bigger because we've got two people on um, that uh, are star status all of a sudden. Uh, if you hadn't heard of Kelvin Kip, too, you're about to. And uh, he, he runs for our men's cross country. His uh, coach, Justin Johnson, is on as well, who has been on our show before. Gentlemen, it's great to have you here. And uh, Coach, welcome back. Kelvin, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Mm. Appreciate you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and, and highly favored to be here. And uh, let's kick it off. Okay. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Um, there's so much to talk about with regard to cross country. You know, before we get to Kelvin, uh, just one quick thing I wanted to ask you, coach, uh, you haven't been here that long, right? When did you start with Westcliff? 
I um, officially got hired May 4th. I will never forget it. You know, May the 4th be with you. <laughs> I'm not a Star Wars fan. However, um, yeah, I've been um, got hired in May and I traveled down here, matriculated my way to California from Texas. And let me see, it was uh, July 20th and I've been here ever since. Oh, my goodness. So in a very short period of time for our listeners, you're going to find out how ridiculously successful the program is that coach leads. Um, there was, I remember when you got here, we were chatting, we had that, that coach's lunch, if you remember that. And it was a matter of, Hey, we've got a lot of work to do in 30 days, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it all came together. Now, a lot of it, of course, uh, we get to shine the spotlight on Kelvin today because recently he finished fifth overall this past Monday at the NAIA championships and his finish designated him an all Cal Pack first team member. He is the first Westcliff athlete in history to compete for a national championship. Kelvin, congratulations on that performance this past week. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. Now, you know, I, I want to ask a, a couple other things I should also point out. The 2021 NAIA Cross Country National Championships will take place at Fort Vancouver National Historic Site in Vancouver, Washington. The event starts at 10.30 a.m. and lasts until 3 p.m. And uh, it, it's, my goodness, um, you know, before we get to your exploits, uh, your cross-country exploits, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in cross-country, uh, who your influences perhaps were or are, and uh, where you started? Because you're not from the United States, is that right? Yes, I'm not from the United States. I'm, uh, I'm originally from Kenya and, you know, a lot of people from my country run a lot. And, well, I started running when I was like 12 years old. I was like in, you call it middle school, but in my country, it's um, primary school. But then the facilities back at home and like the government doesn't support the sports a lot. So at some point at school, I stopped running. And when I was done with my high school, I was introduced by a Kenyan coach to um, a program that supports student athletes who wants to go to come here to the U.S. as student athletes and, you know, they get their school fees paid. And I was like, oh, yeah, I knew I was good at running. So I was giving it a shot. I didn't get to go to the Kenyan university. I went to the camp and, yeah, well, that's when I started becoming serious about it. And I applied to Westcliff in May, which was in 2020, that time there was COVID and everything was hard and I couldn't be able to make it here because of COVID. But fortunately, I was here um, in January 1st. So yeah, that's um, pretty much how I got here. And during that time, the coach was the coach who recruited me was um, was a lady. Uh, her name was Elaine Tate. And yeah, when I got here, there was COVID and there was no season. So at that time, it was also hard to practice. I used to um, go and run alone in the trail. Yeah, but uh, mm. until Coach Johnson came here, which was after the first semester, and, you know, he gave me a good training program. Yeah. and uh, so, so before Coach Johnson got here, you were training entirely on your own? For the most part, yeah, but... There, there was there were coaches before we used to train, but it, it wasn't we, we did not have a lot of um, in-person practice because during that time COVID was still, 
you know, a, a bit, a little bit of an issue. And yeah, so the coaches used to send us programs and we, <clears throat> we could train on our own. Hmm. Okay. So I, I know, you know, as a runner, um, training, it, it, there's more to it than just running. You know, you can always say, yeah, I'm just going to go out and run and that's going to be my training. Um, hey, Coach Johnson, what, what training did you give him? What, what did you tell him to do? Um, well, you know, there's always phases um, to an athlete. And, and you're, you're right. A lot of times people are like, oh, well, like how hard can it be? You're just out there running. But it's so intricate and it's so detailed because you have to certain certain times taper athletes off when you have you're overtraining them. And sometimes you have to give them more. And it, it's funny that you say that because um, I had just sent Kelvin over last night. Um, his new two week training uh, regimen. And um, as he can see, we we uh, increased the mileage. I have been tapering them off all season. Um, but now it's like I'm taking the I'm, I'm taking the the training wheels off, so to speak, I guess, if you will. So like now we're about to get the mileage up to like 70 miles a week um, starting next week to get them ready for nationals. But like when I first got here, it's certain phases. And so you want to overtrain them first to get them really strong condition wise. And then the second phase is starting to like um, fine tune things and getting the speed work together. And then the last phase is kind of what we call well, what I call championship phase is where we start working on, um, again, like the speed and fine tuning of like um, race strategy, race plan, um, how we tackle certain heels and, and the competition of who we're running against, because we've probably seen them throughout the season. So we just kind of put a race strategy together. But um, Kelvin's been a champion. Mm, so there there's a lot more to it than just going out and running. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people understand that. Oh, you're a cross country runner. You just, you just run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Kelvin, um, you know, Kenya over the last three decades has really risen uh, in their cross country. Um, uh, I guess you might say stature within the United, not just the United States, but of course the world. Uh, Kenyans now seem to dominate. Um, you know, the, you, you watch some of the marathons and uh, the Kenyans seem to win and uh, the Olympics, they're always near the front. Um, when you were uh, starting your training, I know you'd mentioned in Kenya that uh, you didn't have as many opportunities as some of the others. Did you have the chance to run with some of those great Kenyan runners? Did you have a chance to train with them or were you mostly on your own? Um, I had a chance. And um, first of all, when I was in primary school, I used to uh, be in the same team. I was in the same school with uh, the world record champion for 10,000 meters. His name is Ronex Kiproto. Mm. And it was really great having him around and you know he was he was so good at that time i was he was like four classes ahead of me but he was he was really doing it good and you know like he was among the top like one percent and for him it was easy he could get all the opportunities he could even fly outside country at that point which was something really great but then for the most of us who are i mean i wouldn't say slow but you know we couldn't be able to be at his level at that time. We had less opportunities than him, and probably that's why at some point I left it. But yeah, I've had um, an opportunity to train with a lot of uh, good athletes. And um, when I was in the training camp, which was in 2019 after my high school, I used to train in a camp which was like two miles from where Eliud Kipchoge trains, which Eliud Kipchoge, everyone knows him like. Um, the greatest marathon run of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a very well-known name in in running. Um, some of the other things that, uh, you know, that Kenyans are known for, some of them run without shoes. Do you run with or without shoes? I run with shoes, but okay. when I started running, 
at that time in primary school, I used to run without shoes. And I was comfortable with it at, at that time. But then now that I'm used to running with shoes, it's it's a little bit difficult. And the the fact that, you know, in in places here you have to run in concrete, you know, like in my country we run on grass, so it's easy to run on mm. barefoot on grass than when you have concrete. Mm, okay. Yeah. So you made the switch. And um, you know, also one of the things that um uh, the Kenyans are known for is the high altitude training. Uh, did you run through the mountains a lot or were you mostly lower elevation? Um, I ran in, in really high altitude. Um, I'd say the, um, the training camps in Kenya are more in, in the highlands. People, people train more in places where there is high altitude. And that's, that's, that's where I was born. Basically, I was born in a place where there is high altitude. And, you know, um, there are other things that help you, like, we used to go to school like uh, two, three miles away, and you know, like in the morning you have to run, and you just you just kind of get used to it. And when you start running, it's not like you just started doing it because it's something you've been doing. Going to school and back, you go by foot. You know, like you run at some point. And yeah. Okay. All right. What is um? What are the distances you're accustomed to running? I mean, not just the events. But how much, how many mileage, how much mileage do you, do you run every week? You know, you, you hear reports of people running a hundred miles a week or more or less. What, what is it for you? Um, I'd say it, it depends on the season, but you know, when, when competition is really close, I try to get as, as much miles as I can. Um, on average, I run between uh, 65 and say 80. Every week, yes, yeah. So sixty-five to eighty miles a week, you're you're running. Yes. Ah, I got it. Okay. What's your What's your specialty? What is your uh, What's your event? Or is it Is it uh, you know marathon? Is it five thousand meters or something? What What is your your main thing? Um, yeah. So for cross country is eight thousand, and then in the track and field, I run three thousand meters, uh, ten thousand and 5,000 meters. Got it. Hey coach, can you keep up with them when they're running? Do you run with them? <laughs> okay, uh, I do run with them every now and then, um, but I cannot keep up with Kelvin. Kelvin is, is a star for sure. Yeah. But um, I do try to get out there and run with them. Um, and they just, they whoop my butt every time. Good, that should happen. <laughs> There's no way you should be faster than they are. Yeah, no, for sure. AJ, hey, hey, no. don't take that from Shemdog. Shemdog's trying to, you know, he's trying to pee on your lawn right there, you know, trying to ask you some questions to get underneath your skin. I think, you know, this combination of, of Coach, uh, you know, Johnson and, and Calvin is special. Um, so it's just so great, you know, as the dean of athletics, just to sit back and watch this thing grow into uh, a national appearance, right? First ever. And 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 let's let's be honest. Let's be completely honest. Um let me just give a little context and history about um, cross country and track and field for West Cliff Athletics, right? Um, it was in the most, when I took over the athletic department, um, it, it was the sport that had the most dire need of any, any sport. So it, it, for Coach, you know, Johnson to take it uh, in a short period of time to a national appearance is, is mind blowing to me. Um, 
you know, only only a man of achievement can make that happen. And I appreciate that. And, and, and the reason why, you know, in my opinion, that is happening is because he cares about uh, every athlete that he puts his hand on and, and, and whoever's around him in the environment and making sure he's fighting for his team. And, and Calvin is a special athlete. Um, he mentioned Coach Tate, which is Coach Tate is a wonderful coach. Uh, she has records at the University of Miami. Um, from New York, really, really great person, special person. She always had a real a knack for finding talent, um, just never had enough resources to give to her for her to be everything that God intended her to be. But this is what God's plan was, right? Um, we took a, a, a young, inspiring coach, you know, from Texas, made the trip and believed in us and has infused his footprints and thumbprints all over this program, and he's just getting started. And one thing that I love to see is his relationship with his team. Although we are uh, congratulating Calvin, and rightfully so, there are plenty of athletes that he has pieced together uh, just to make this happen. He he still doesn't have all the resources that he needs. So we, you know, I'm gonna do a better job of making sure that he gets what he needs moving forward. Uh, our athletic department need to support them a whole bunch more than what we are. But um, when we're talking about rags to riches, you know, just like the song says, you know, he is definitely um, not afraid to be courageous. And he dares to be great every day. And this special uh, bond between him and Calvin and his other players, uh, you know, that uh, that participate in cross country is really illuminating what we're all about. So, gentlemen, thank you for daring to be great. Thank you for doing uh, more with less. Thank you for representing us. So I'm just incredibly uh, proud uh, to see you guys uh, get a chance to compete on the 19th, I think is what, November 19th, correct? Yes, sir. And um, no matter what the results are, you're champions in my heart. And in in my mind, and and I, I thank you for it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, um, you know, Kelvin, I got a, a couple of quick questions for you as well. Um, when you first came to the United States, and you were here for a, a longer period of time, um, what was the most difficult adjustment you had when you got here? Um, for sure, it's uh, the food here is way different from the food that I used to eat uh, to get at home. Okay. And yeah, it took me really, really long to get adjusted. I mean, at some point, I only had two meals a day because, you know, I, I wasn't taking it. Okay. You, so you you like the food here now, or is it <laughs> or, or not? I'm not sure. I couldn't quite tell how you feel about it. That's why I wanted to ask what your biggest adjustment was. Um. Yeah, I think right now um, I like it more. And now that I've been here for long, I've found places that make food that I'd say are similar to the ones that I get at home. Ah. And so, yeah. Ah, good. Okay. Hey, what are you studying at Westcliff? Um, business administration and management and I'm majoring in finance. Oh, excellent. And uh, when are you on, on uh, schedule to graduate? Uh, 2023. Ah, Good. So you'll be with us a little while longer. That's excellent. Because, you know, Coach Johnson is really building quite a, a program and uh, you, you're going to be the leader of it, man. I tell you, uh, your fifth place finish overall, your mark was 25, uh, 53 and three tenths on that 8,000 uh, course. 
Um, and you were just four seconds behind the fourth place finisher. Um, what are you looking forward to with this upcoming championship, this national championship? Uh, yeah, for the national championships, uh, my plan is to get to run under 25, 30, and, you know, that will place me in the top 15 of all time in the uh, CalPAC conference. And, yeah, that's, that's what I want. That's what I'm working for. Okay, so that is your short-term, more immediate goal. Um, what yes. is your, yeah, do you have a long-term goal? I mean, are you looking to run in the Olympics or be professional at this or, or something else? Um, I honestly don't think so. I only think I'm going to run for, say, four or five years because, you know, my my main goal is to get into business. Like, um, Sure. Yeah, but then at the level that I'm in, you know, I plan to get the best out of it. I want to just see what, what's the best that I can do. What's the best that I can run as mm -hmm. long as I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, yeah, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't plan on doing it okay. for long. Okay. You know, it, it might surprise you. Um, you know, you think about in the moment and you've got a, you've got a couple of short-term goals with uh, in particular, the championships coming up. And I asked you about, um, maybe going pro, but have you thought about being a coach? Because, you know, when you're finished your competitive days, you have the opportunity to do some great things while you're running that might influence a generation coming after you. You know, your name might be as famous as some of the other runners that have come from Kenya. Have you thought about that? Um, honestly, yes, because, you know, at some point we were traveling with the coach and I was, he was talking to me about how he wanted to get graduate assistant coaches. And I was like, yo, coach, uh, what's the requirement to be a graduate assistant? You know, I didn't tell him I, I'd like to be a graduate assistant coach, but like, yeah, I, I've been thinking about it. Probably I will be a coach if, okay. if like I say. Justin, are you listening to that? Man, my eyes are open, okay, and ears. So <laughs> that's good to know. All right. Hey, don't play with me this morning. If we want to do this, we can make this happen now. Right. The now. right yeah, the right no, guy no, is no, on. No, won't beat them. We can, we can make this happen, this, Cal. Yeah, talk yeah, to me, right. nice. Yeah, the right man is on this. The right man is Hello, on this Cameron, show right man, now. You want to yeah. step up, you know, and be a GA for Coach Johnson. I mean, let's talk about it. Hmm. We don't gotta. We don't gotta speculate. We can fix this today, right? <laughs> don't be playing, Kevin. I'll come out there and chase you down. Now, don't make me have to chase you down. You know, it might take me five years to catch you, but don't right, chase you back. he doesn't get tired. What's that, Kevin Gates? song? I don't get tired. He does not get tired. Don't get right. tired no. All right, and um, you know, Kelvin, you gave an interesting quote here that says, "Be phenomenal or be forgotten." That that's that came from you. Uh, going into the race, you felt confident because you already raced with most of the competition at the meet. So you know what to expect coming up, right? You know who your competitors are coming up. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, is there is there anyone in particular you're looking to chase down? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, the three guys were um, in front of me, the guys from Embry-Riddle University. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, those, those are the guys that I'm going for for the... Nationals, I'd say. All right. Well, that's their warning shot. You just fired a shot across the bow. So if they're they're going to be listening to this, they're you know don't look back. Don't ever look back because somebody might be gaining on you, and that somebody is Kelvin Kip too. Hey, gentlemen, it's great having you on today. 
uh, we wish you all the success and best of luck. Uh, can't wait to see you on the medal stand. And uh, after all this is finished, will you both come back on and, and talk about the experience for us? Oh, absolutely. Just hold, okay. hold us a seat. Okay. Hey, that'd be great. Again, uh, for our listeners, that is our cross-country and track and field coach, Justin Johnson, and also the top runner, Kelvin Kiptu, who uh, is on his way to the NAI National Championships in Vancouver, Washington, coming up. And we will, of course, report on that after it's taken place. Kelvin, thank you for being on. Good luck at the NAI. Coach, thanks again, and we'll have you guys back. Yes, thank sir. you so much. Well, that brings us to the close of another fantastic podcast. We had two great folks on joining us today, Kelvin Kip, two of our cross-country team and his coach, Justin Johnson. We have a lot to look forward to with those two. Ladies and gentlemen, keep an eye out for our next podcast coming up soon. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. All right, all right.